Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Radio Comedy Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in. Today's comedy episode is from the popular radio classic The Fred Allen Show. The Fred Allen Show was a very popular and long-running American old-time radio comedy program, starring comedian Fred Allen and his wife Portland Hoffa. The show ran for 17 seasons, from 1932 to 1949. This episode's guest star is Boris Karloff. I included the original commercials and public announcements as they were in the original episode in 1945, to preserve the authenticity of this program. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. The animal rescue videos, along with the funny pet antics, will make you want to visit CritterCaper.com often, as new videos are added every day. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Also, don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to listen to all of the available podcast radio show episodes. There is also a classic comedy video section on the website as well, so you can watch many of the old classics. It's a trip down memory lane. If you like this radio episode, please consider buying Geezer Gus a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Now, enjoy this episode of The Fred Allen Show with guest Boris Karloff. It isn't Jessica Dragonette, it is. The Fred Allen Show, with Fred's guest Boris Carlow, Portland Hopper, Minerva Pius as Mrs. Nussbaum, the DeMarco sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And in case you've looked and couldn't find me in Who's Who, my name is Kenny Delmar. And speaking of grapes, tonight we bring you a guy who's one of the bunch, and here he is, Fred Allen. Thank you. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And Kenny, what was that introduction you just consummated there? Speaking of grapes, tonight we bring you a guy who's one of the bunch. I'm sorry, Fred. What, uh, what happened, Kenny? My writer who thinks up those jokes I use when I introduce you is sick tonight. Oh, he's sick, is he? I didn't have any jokes to bring you on. Well, where did you get that grape joke? Man in a fruit store gave it to me. Man in a <laughs> Look, Kenny, the next time you need a joke, don't go into a fruit store. Go into a butcher shop. Get something with some meat in it if you're going to... <laughs> you know, those grape jokes and parrot gags are all right on the Jack Benny program. You know, I heard today that the Lone Ranger wants to follow Benny's program on Sunday night. The now. Lone Ranger? Huh? The Lone Ranger figures his horse can live on the corn it can pick up after Benny's program. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, perchance, did your luck run out, and did you hear Mr. B- B's uh, uh, effort tonight? Did you, by any chance? Oh, oh brother, with a small B. Well, <laughs> Was uh, Joe Lewis on with Jack again this week? Yes, uh, Kenny. With those jokes Benny gave Joe, it was the first time Joe Lewis has ever put anyone to sleep without hitting him. He did it two Sundays in a row. I think Lewis was in here earlier in the evening. I think, though, Kenny, that... Well, Portland, gee whiz. 
time we took a gander at our friends in Allen's Alley. Well, what is your question tonight? Well, the Clothing Manufacturers Association recently announced that due to the acute shortage of materials, it will be impossible to produce enough suits to supply men this coming year. And so our question tonight is, is this impending clothing shortage going to affect you? Shall we go? As the two Morse code operators said after they had made some dots, Let's make a dash. <laughs> Say, it's mighty quiet down here in Allen's Alley tonight, Portland. I wonder what the senator is up to. Let's see. Somebody, I say, somebody not. Yes, I know. Uh, Claghorn's the name. Senator Claghorn, that is. Everywhere. I come from Dixie. I'm loyal to the South. He's telling me that. I never go to a movie unless Ann Southern is in it. <laughs> on the radio, I never listen to Mr. and Mrs. North. Now, Senator. Uh, speak up, son. Out with it. Well, I'm trying to say. You don't say nothing. You just stand there gawking. <laughs> Now, look, Senator, can I cut in just for a second? How does Washington feel about this clothing shortage? It's terrible. I've been wearing the same suit since I was elected five years ago. One suit for five years? Isn't it worn out? My suit's so worn out it might cost me my job. Your job? How do you mean, Senator? If my trousers get any thinner... Yes? I'm liable to lose my seat in the Senate. <laughs> So long, that is. So long, Senator. Make a note of it. Well, Congress may soon see the end of the Senator from indications. Well, I wonder if uh, old Titus Moody is it. Howdy, Bob. Ah, uh, Mr. Moody. Say, you look a little beaten tonight. Yeah, my temper's about to slip its moorings, Bob. <laughs> temper going out to see you. Something go wrong on the farm? Had a dust storm. Dust kept blowing for five days. Five days, eh? My chickens must have swallowed a bushel of dust. A bushel of dust? Well, what happened? My hens are all laying powdered eggs. <laughs> I see. Dirty powdered eggs. Well, naturally, with the dust in the... Uh... Yeah, the eggs have got pebbles for yolks. Well, now... <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Moody, has the shortage of men's clothing bothered you? Oh, things got so bad, I had to take the old suit off my scarecrow. Say, that's good. Not so good, Bob. Well, why? My wife left home. Because you're dressed in that scarecrow's outfit? Yeah, as long as I'm wearing this suit... Yes? The old crow won't come near me. Come on, Bob! If Mr. Moody ever wants a drink, he'll probably have to stop at a crowbar. Well, I... Uh, that's the last joke I'll ever buy from a nusher. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm through the halls writing all week long. Well, let's move along to this next door. No. Ah, Mrs. Nussbaum. You were expecting maybe Lena Turner? <laughs> Tell me, Mrs. Nussbaum, has the men's clothing shortage upset your household? My husband, Pierre, is frantic. Frantic? There is such a word? Yes, frantic. <laughs> frantic, frantic is a word. I thought maybe I was making it up. Oh. No, no. Well, then I'm least expecting 
expressing it sometimes. I'm combing an expression. I can imagine. Well, tell me, has your husband tried to buy any new clothes recently? He is going to Horowitz's Herringbone Heaven. Horowitz's Herringbone Heaven, and? Horowitz is having only one herringbone left, which Horowitz personally is wearing. Well, naturally. What did Pierre do? First, he is wearing his Mickey Mouse sweatshirt with Boy Scout pants. Oh, that's, that's a, some combination. A Mickey Mouse sweatshirt and Boy Scout pants. Pierre must have looked snappy. He is looking snappy until the Boy Scout is taking back the pants. Oh, I see. You have to make Pierre another pair in a hurry, huh? It is an emergency. Good. I'm using the Sunday newspaper, the comic section. Oh, you made Pierre a pair of pants out of funny papers? Yes. Down the left leg is Little Orphan Annie. Yeah? The right leg is Terry and the Pirates. And in the back? Is Dick Tracy. Ah, Dick Tracy. If you think Itchy was in a spot before, yeah? you should see him now. Well, <laughs> Here we are at the last house in Allen's Alley. I'll see what's going on in here. Oh, it's you again. Well, only one McGee tonight. Where's your partner? He's singing at a smoker. Oh, really? The faithful followers of Carmen Lombardo. Those two guys meeting again this year, are they? Well, tonight... Tonight, uh, I was going to ask you fellas about the men's clothing shortage. I got a song about men's clothes. Oh, great. Here's a copy. You can sing it with me. Oh, I can sing with you? Okay, let's go. Here it, Sam. Oh, my shiny old shabby blue suit. Full of holes, but I don't give a hoot. You can look through and see my appendectomy, the tattoo on my chest and the mole on my knee. And when winter winds start blowing through, you'll see all my goose pimples in view. <laughs> through life I will glide, I'll have nothing to hide. In my shiny old shabby blue suit with two pairs of pants. Thank you. Thank you. After the headache harmony of McGee and Allen, we offer some musical aspirin, five tiny tablets, the DeMarco sisters. Accompanied by Maestro Al Goodman and his family Philharmonic, the DeMarco sing Hop, Skip, and Jump, girl. Hey, 
has just completed another of his miniature concertos. He clipped, I'm going to love that guy like he's never been loved before. Mr. Goodman plays just enough each week to stay in the musician's union. <laughs> he takes all his old weights and makes up little pauses for station identification. Say, Portland. Yes? Would you mind taking over for the rest of the program? I'm all in. I've got to lie down for a little while. Lie down? I haven't slept a wink all week. I am as tired as a violin player's middle finger after 16 bars of pizzicato. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I had to, uh, I had to get out of my apartment this week. Well, haven't you tried to find a new apartment? Oh, tried, Portland. What I have been through. Yesterday, Kenny Delmar gave me the address of a rental agency over on 6th Avenue. Well, sir, I started out early in the morning. Ah, this must be the agency. Uh-huh. There's the sign on the door. Hotchkiss, Hotchkiss, and Badoo. Rentals, notary public, insurance, chicken dinners to take out. And New York representatives of Boris Abora Minovich. Open all night, walk in. Well, at least I'll come out of here with something. Yes? Uh, Mr. Hotchkiss, my name is Alice. I'm a busy man. Don't bother me. What do you want? Well, don't tell me. I'll get involved. I'm a busy man. Well, I'd, uh, I'd like to get an apartment. An apartment? I'm living under this desk here myself. Go find your own desk. Uh, Peter, I'm a busy man. Well, now, wait a minute. You're a rental agent. You've got to find me a place to live. Well, uh, something came in last night. A room? Where? In the Statue of Liberty. They found a cavity in one of her teeth. It was a molar. Two people can live in it. I'll take it. Too late. The cavity was filled this morning. Now, look. Now, look, Mr. Hotchkiss. I am, and you're looking at a desperate man. A desperate man, that is. I'll take anything. A hook in someone's closet if hey, I can... Hey, wait. There's this. There's a guy came in a minute ago. He wants to rent his house. Hey, bud. I got a prospect for you. Alan, meet Boris Carlos. Uh, Boris Karloff. Thank you. I beg your pardon. Have we met before? Mr. Karloff, don't you remember me? Take a good look at my face. You look like something that fell out of a closet in my last picture. <laughs> Mr. Karloff, I'm Fred Allen. I met you in Hollywood. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You were out there making a horror picture. Well, I didn't go out to Hollywood to make a horror picture. My picture just happened to turn out that way. And I may, <laughs> I may say in rebuttal, Mr. Karloff, seeing you in person is sort of a letdown. How do you mean, Fred? Well, you look human. Now, I expected to see a man who was part monster with a long, ratty tail. Suit serves to cover it nicely, doesn't it? <laughs> Yes, 
Yes, I notice your tailor left enough room in back there in case you get happy and start wagging. <laughs> but tell me, Boris, what brings you to New York? Are you going into that show, Follow the Ghouls? <laughs> or, uh, or I Remember Mummy? I'm just here sightseeing. Oh, sightseeing, huh? Mm-hmm. Sightseeing to you, I guess, mornings you just lift up a manhole cover and take a long stroll through a sewer, meeting old acquaintances. Afternoons you browse around the morgue. And nights, I uh, imagine, you whoop it up around some cemetery. Why, Fred, how you do go on. Well, how do you spend your day? Mornings, I scamper through Central Park, uphill and down dale with my butterfly net. Oh, really? Afternoons, I go to Macy's Toy Department and spend an hour or two perched on Santa Claus. You do? Tonight, I run around traps, blowing through straws for the left in soda glass. <laughs> and then, dog tired, lark happy, and smelling of phosphate. I'm home safely tucked in bed by 8 o'clock. Well, that makes a full day smelling a phosphate, Boris. But let's get down to business. I have no place to sleep these nights. The rental agent says... Yes, yes, yes. I'm going back to Hollywood and I'd like to rent my house. Rent your house. Good. When can I see it? Why don't you drop in tonight? What's the address? 237 92nd Street. Yes. The house on 92nd Street. <laughs> Portland, that night I started for Boris Karloff's house. It was pitch dark. The wind was blowing. A storm was coming up. I finally found it, the house on 92nd Street. It was a creepy looking joint. I walked up the rickety steps. I rang the doorbell. The door opened slowly. I heard an old woman say, Come in! <laughs> Mr. Karloff is expecting me. I'll tell him you're here. Sounds like the wife of the smiling Irishman. Gosh, it's gloomy in here. What's this? Gad, a human head rolling down the hall. What's up, John? Who's that? Who's talking? It's me down here, the head. Who are you, head? I used to be Karloff's girlfriend. What became of your body? I had a corn on one foot. Yes. Karloff told me he was chiropodist. Yes? He started cutting off my corn, so I fell asleep. I could feel Karloff cutting, cutting. Yes? When I woke up, my corn was gone, Karloff was gone, I was gone. <laughs> you were gone? All but my head. Yes, Karloff must be mad. Karloff's mad? How do you think I feel? <laughs> I can imagine. Where did that go, chum? Stop me rolling, will you? In, <laughs> In what direction? Which way is, can you top this? 
Oh, you're going to see the repeat show, are you? Well, I'll give you a head start. Here we go. Okay, head. Yeah, this place is spooky. I'm getting out of here. Where does this door go? A closet. Wow, it's dark and musty. Hello, Fred. <laughs> oh, it's you, Boris Karloff. What are you doing in this closet? I was just hanging up an old <laughs> Boris, I think you left a man in the suit. I never hang a suit up empty. Wrinkles. Now look, Boris. Follow me, Fred. I'll show you the house. No, never mind, never mind. I can get a room at the Z. The Z? The Z is a little place in back of the Y. <laughs> well, I'll be Here getting... come, Fred. It's dark. Take my hand. Yes. Your hand is clammy, Boris. It feels like five eels with hangnails. <laughs> this way, Fred, and I'll show you the house. Now, this room here is the parlor. Hello, Carlos. Hello, Frankie. Fred, meet Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Go away. Leave me alone. You must excuse Dr. Frankenstein, Fred. He's frustrated. Frustrated? He hasn't made any new monsters in three years. Why? The war, you know. He can't get parts. <laughs> Let's get along, Boris. Now, down this hall... Hey, what's this door? Don't go near that door. But I... It only leads to the basement. Well, let's now, take... I it. warn you, Alan, don't ever look in there. <laughs> Pardon me. There's someone at the front door. <laughs> He's gone. Karloff must be hiding something in that basement. I'll open this door. Gad, the basement is filled with machinery... Two scientists working there. They're talking. How can you keep a dead fish from smelling? Cut off its nose. What has four wheels and flies? A garbage wagon. Ten men under an umbrella and nobody got wet. It wasn't raining. That's enough, Professor. Start the dehydrator. Jeepers, here comes Carlos. Sorry I kept you waiting, Fred. Oh, that's all right, Boris. Who was at the front door? Man from the medical school. Really? Wants to know if I got the new bodies for him today. Oh... I told him to wait. Well, Boris, I've got to be getting along, old boy. Excuse me, that's the phone. I'll be right back. He's gone again. I've got to see what's going on in that basement. I'll open the door. Why do you always flirt with waitresses? I'm playing for big stake. In six months, my wife made me a pauper. Was it a boy or a girl? Why does a fireman wear red suspenders? To hold up his pants. Okay, Professor, start the compressor. Gosh, if I didn't know that Abbott and Costello were in Hollywood, I'd swear... Uh-uh, here comes Karloff. Alan, did I see you near that basement door? Basement? Why, uh, uh, no, Boris. Uh, who was on the phone? Dracula. He's been drinking. Dracula's off on a bat again, hey? <laughs> Come, Fred, I'll show you the rumpus room. <laughs> Darn it, the front door and the phone. Don't go away. The basement. I've got to find out what those scientists are doing down there. 
What kind of a hand lays the longest? A dead hand. Do you know Lincoln's Gettysburg address? I didn't even know he moved. Wait, there's a fly in my suit. How much can a little fly drink? Professor, set the neutron gauge. Neutron gauge. I think I understand. Oh, you do, do you? Alan. Alan, I saw you open the door to my basement. But I only... I warned you, I told you the man who looked in there would never live to tell what he saw. Carlos! Put down that knife. Alan, your time has come. You're insane, Carlo. I know your mad plan. What plan? Those two scientists in the basement with those jokes. You know? Yes. They're jamming millions of old radio jokes into that huge condenser. The uranium cyclotron will reduce those old jokes down to one concentrated gag. It will be the most powerful bad gag the world has ever known. That gag will be... No. The atomic joke. If that joke is ever spoken into a microphone, Karloff, it will blow up all of radio. Yes, my atomic joke will destroy radio and benefit humanity. You are crazy, Karloff. Your atomic joke will never succeed. The atom can destroy everything. Everything but radio. If radio can survive 15 years of Jack Benny, nothing can ever hurt it. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit geezergus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.